Hello, and welcome to the All Things Hadoop podcast. I'm your host, Joe Stein, founder and principal consultant of Big Data Open Source Security, LLC. This is episode 11, a talk with Kay Young, co-founder and CEO of Mortadata. And now on to the show. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Kay Young. Kay is the CEO and founder of Mortar. Welcome, Kay. Hi, thanks. Yeah, so uh, tell us, how did you uh, get into Hadoop? I used to work at a company. I was one of the early employees at a company called Wireless Generation. Um, it's now called Amplify. It's based here in New York City. It was one of the early successful education technology companies. When I was there, we were trying to do very sophisticated modeling on top of student learning data. We were trying to predict whether a particular teacher was adding to a student's educational outcome in a good way, or whether a kid was on track to, to be successful or to fail and they needed intervention. We were doing this work on very large single Oracle boxes. We were buying the most expensive Oracle box you could and running PLSQL. And as you can imagine, it was rather a nightmare, both in terms of expressiveness, what you're able to do in PLSQL, and in terms of performance and scalability. We'd have 24-hour jobs that, you know, on day one would run 22 hours, and then over time they'd run, increment up to 26 hours, and it was just a, it was a, it was a nightmare. And so I got into Hadoop after we implemented, um, as Mortar, we implemented a project for the Gates Foundation, still in the education space. And we implemented it on Hadoop. And we discovered that it was practically magical the way that we could say, oh, well, what if instead of having 10% of the students in the United States data in here, we had all of them? Well, no problem. Just 10x the machines and it runs in the same amount of time. And it was, it was practically a revelation. Um, and so that power was what really got me and my co-founders hooked on Hadoop in the first place. But the reason that we founded Mortar is because despite the raw power, it was incredibly difficult to get Hadoop to do what you wanted it to do. This is 2011 now. Um, it's still hard, but it was even harder then. And so we wanted to focus on how do engineers and data scientists, people who have more of an engineering background, come to data processing and machine learning at scale on Hadoop and bring with them the practices that they're used to in software engineering, such as automated testing and real fast iterative cycles instead of waiting 24 hours between action and reaction, um, and stable tools that don't break or you know are transparent in terms of their operations. So we wanted to bring these things to this new and burgeoning field of data science at scale. Right. Cool. Awesome. So um, where are you guys now? Where is Mortar now as a company and uh, what type of systems have you built and what do you see as the type of solutions that you guys are offering? Yeah, so uh, a very brief history of Mortar. So we were founded in the middle of 2011. We ended up in Techstars in Boston shortly thereafter. Um, got out of there, did a public launch. We won the uh, grand prize in the AWS Global Competition, which is worth 100000 bucks earlier this year in our category, which is big data. Um, and what we do, we actually have sort of a two-part business. We have created an open source framework for organizing and providing utilities to data processing jobs that run on top of Hadoop. You can kind of metaphorically think of it like Rails or another web framework that gives structure and a way for plugins and reuse and testing to occur. We don't make any money on that side of our business, but it's very important to, for uh, providing some standardization and maturity to the field. 
The other side of our business is our platform as a service, which metaphorically is like Heroku or some sort of platform that can, that can you know, execute your project in the cloud. And that's where we make our money. So we take these mortar open framework projects, um, make it so that they one button deploy to us, snapshot the code, run in the cloud with great visibility about what's happening or if something's going wrong, what's going wrong, and managing all the infrastructure. Right, so as an engineer, and you know, let's say I was writing uh, pig scripts and running on EMR, like how does that change now with the, uh, with the Mortar framework and the you know, Mortar platform as a service? Yeah, so we actually run 100% ourselves on top of Elastic MapReduce in AWS. Uh, we made that switch to 100% Elastic MapReduce only yesterday. Um, before that, we were working on EC2 and installing and running Hadoop ourselves. Uh, ultimately, we decided that that was the wrong place to try to be adding value you know, through literally operating Hadoop on virtualized machines. And so since our value is, is higher up the stack, we decided to let Amazon take that with, with Elastic MapReduce. Uh, so the things that we do on you know, in addition to what you would get with Elastic MapReduce. I don't know how familiar uh, your listeners are with specifically Elastic MapReduce and its strengths and its weaknesses. It's um, a very raw infrastructure. So if you know exactly what you're doing and that it will work, you can fire a job off to it and, and hopefully it'll run. If there are problems or you're not really sure if it'll work, certain types of errors can cause the whole cluster to come down and you lose all your logs. It It is, it is a very... Um, machete in the jungle type of experience. <laughs> so what we do is we manage all that complexity. We don't let your, your clusters disappear. We collect all the logs and metrics for you as the machines are running, save them in one centralized place so you're not SSHing into a variety of different machines. Keep your full history of everything you've done, including full code snapshots and, and snapshots where you, you read your data from, point to where your results came out. When you have problems, we make it real clear to see here's where the problem occurred, here's how to fix it. And, uh, and that kind of thing. So as a developer, what are some of the features and uh, you know, kind of bells and whistles that you give them so that as they're coding, they kind of have a sense of you know, what, what is actually happening with their data as they're writing code? Yeah, so specifically when you're writing code, you can do that either in the browser. We have a, we have a facility for that, so you can start writing pig code um, without installing anything. Or what most engineers find is that's really good for getting started, but ultimately they want to work on their own local workstation with all the tools they're used to. And so for that, as I said, we have an open framework. We have a plugin there called Watchtower that we, I believe, also uh, released just yesterday publicly. And what Watchtower does is literally watch the file system for everything that might be changing that's impacting um, a particular um, Hadoop script. I don't know if I mentioned earlier, uh, the mortar framework today is very focused on pig specifically as a technology that runs on top of Hadoop. So everything that affects a pig script is watched by Watchtower. So that means the data that's feeding into it, user-defined functions or UDFs in you know Java or Python or what have you, as well as the pig script and uh, macros that it might use itself. And it will Watchtower flows a very small set of data from the top of your pig script step-by-step step through the entire pig script showing you what happens to the rows at each uh, statement, at each alias. And so as you change anything, the data that's feeding in, the UDFs, whatever, it immediately, you know, usually sub-second, 
updates the interface um, to show you exactly what what happened, what the impact is. If there's an error or a typo or anything like that, it, it you know throws up a little red bar that says, "Oh, there's now an error. It won't work." And here's how to fix it. And the idea there it was it was largely inspired by some of the thinking that went into um, Lighttable, which is popular editor. I think it's just for Haskell today, but it's popular on on Hacker News. And, and the idea is there should be as little or no delay between what you do as an engineer and seeing the output of that. So you can stay in a flow state and not, you know, break out of your concentration when you're, when you're doing engineering. So we built that on top of the mortar framework. Again, totally free. You can download it. You don't have to be a mortar customer to make use of that. Okay, and it'll work for any pig script. It'll work for any pig script. And we're in the process very, right now of um, very actively looking for greater community contribution. So we're going out to some of the bigger companies that are using Pig and showing them in the mortar framework and they're, you know, they're excited about especially this, this instant feedback feature um, because we need the, the, the framework, as I said, to have a life of its own independent of our platform as a service. And where, where can folks uh, download that from? You can go to mortardata.com and uh, it, there's, there's instructions there or just go to help.mortardata.com for more direct sure, links. Sure, great. Yeah. Where do you see the uh, platform as a service for the uh, Hadoop and big data uh, systems going moving forward as a community for, and as an ecosystem? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I think that platform as a service, you know, generally as an ecosystem for data, for big data, will, will become more and more of, um, of a thing that people do as cloud storage continues to accelerate as people want less and less to run their own infrastructure because it really, you know, it's a way, it gets in the way of solving the problems that you have. So I think that broadly speaking, that trend is, that trend is very much headed up. Specifically at Mortar, what I see us doing is moving, as we are already, we're, we're connecting Hadoop into other technologies so you can read from Postgres or MongoDB into Hadoop, do data processing, you know, process it also with Python and then write it out into Dynamo. So I, I see mortar moving more into tying more and more different technologies together even things that'll do data processing you know outside of Hadoop because I think that Hadoop is um, an incredibly powerful part of the overall evolving you know ecosystem of data processing that's that's uh, really being, being very much invented right now so what 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 are the different uh, what are the different type of systems that you can ingest from right now uh, to get your data into morta uh, so we can currently read from Postgres, um, MongoDB, S3, um, MySQL, and we can write out into all those things, and we can also write out into Dynamo. Okay, and so when you when you do those connections, are you connecting? Like, can someone actually have a MySQL database in their data center, and then the Mortar cluster is going to be able to read from that, or do you have another plugin that reads from the MySQL cluster and posts it to S3, and then does the transformation, or? You know, how, does it, can, how does it span the WAN? Yeah, we can <laughs> we can hit a MySQL cluster directly, which is generally only a good idea if you have like a replica set, because sure. we're going to saturate course, the network. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we can hit the the cluster directly, or we don't have a facility to to automate the export from MySQL to S three if that's what you want to okay. do. So, what type of solutions are being built right now on your platform, and uh, what type of solutions are folks coming to you to build for them on your platform? Yeah. Uh, so there are folks doing a variety of things, as you might imagine, in you know broad sort of horizontal platform. Some people are taking like billions of machine-generated events and pre-aggregating them so they can see patterns, their customers can see patterns. Some people are doing massive regression 
on just you know giant advertising technology data sets, try to figure out you know what people are uh, what's causing people to click or be interested in particular advertisements. And then something we've gotten involved with real hands-on recently is recommender systems. So we kept having people come to us and say, I need a recommender system. Um, if you're not familiar with what a recommender system is, it's, it's an automated system that makes recommendations um, from the set of possible options that one of your users might have. It narrows it down and gives you good recommendations. And that's, you know, typically people think of like Amazon. Uh, if you bought this, you might also like to buy that. But it's applicable to a variety of other domains, whether that's dating, you know, you should date this person or listen to that music or go to this event or read this article. It's, 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 it's applicable all over the place. So people kept asking us about that. And we didn't have a very good answer because it turns out to be a somewhat difficult domain. Um, it takes a good bit of specialized knowledge and there's a lot of well understood but poorly implemented algorithms, at least in the open source domain, especially that run at scale. And so we took a look around at what existed and we're unsatisfied with you know, the open source implementations, decided we needed to build them uh, to work on top of pig, on top of mortar. And either we could do that academically, you know, behind closed doors, laboratory setting, or we could work with individual companies to build them and put them to real use. We decided to do that. And so we, we put together basically a type of contest. And we said, okay, we're going to take 10 companies and build them a recommender system, custom, for free. Big chunks of it are going to be open source components, and they're going to be, obviously, some customization for you. And that was great. We got, you know, really fantastic uh, inbound interest from great companies. And so we're, we're doing that now, and it's gone extremely well. So even now, you can get uh, open source components from us that, uh, that we're putting to use that'll run on Hadoop, on Pig. But over the coming months, we'll be putting polish and documentation on those, and we really hope those will be uh, of great use to the community at large. Great. So uh, now that you are, you know, now that you have this kind of data science playground in the cloud, um, you know, what kind of direction and, and, and advice are you getting as far as uh, you know where that's going to continue to grow? We have uh, on my team a very strong background in software engineering, and not as much in data science. So what we decided to do was bring in some really great data science advisors to, to help us with uh, the product direction, basically, and also to advise us on the right ways to do these uh, recommendation system implementations. So we have, uh, as advisors, we have Hillary Mason from, well, she used to be a bit as of a week ago or, or so. Now, now she's over at Excel. Uh, Hillary Mason. Drew Conway, who is an author of uh, Machine Learning for Hackers and also organizes Data Gotham. Max Schroen, who has done a bunch of work for, for a variety of you know, big publications, but maybe you would know him most for his work on, on the OKCupid blog called OK Trends. And Eric Colson, who's uh, an ex-VP of Data Science and Engineering out at, at Netflix. So we are very much focusing on how does mortar get used for data science and not just for engineers. Cool. That's, uh, that's very exciting. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the open source framework that you, uh, you folks have built and you know, how can folks uh, get involved and contribute and you know, what's there for them now and well, what, what more do you see that uh, needs to get done to it? Yeah. So in terms of just literally installing it, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can go to our help.mortardata.com or even just mortardata.com and install it. Uh, it's all open source. You can get it from GitHub. 
Um, we even have a gem installer. In terms of getting involved, yeah, we, we, we really want people to be using this to do their own projects, whether or not they use our service. And some of the things that it does today include, as I mentioned earlier, there's this uh, watchtower functionality that gives you real-time feedback on your work. In addition to that, we've built uh, automated testing, so you can do real assertions against PIG. In the past, it's been necessary to do basically string matches, and <laughs> did my output match the string. Now we've built a framework that allows you to write Python and you know, do comparisons and that sort of thing. So we've, we've added automated testing, so there's ways to write, run, you know, run whole continuous integration suites. Uh, in addition, we have some, some facilities for doing rapid characterization of your data set. So let's say you have a new data set. Maybe it's JSON and it's deeply nested. You don't know what's in there or what sort of ranges the values take. You can ask the mortar framework through utility just to say, oh, characterize this for me, and it'll run on whatever size sub, uh, subset of the data if you want, even the whole thing, because it runs on Hadoop, and basically pour through the entire data set, counting all and taking values out of all the potential different um, fields, guessing what type of data, data type it is, giving you deciles for distributions, and all these kind of things to really you know, help you rapidly get familiar with, um, with the data sets that you're, that you're working with. And in addition to that, we've put together, um, or we're actually in the process of putting together a package management system for third-party components. So that rather than the way that it's done now is everybody just rebuilds the same thing again and again because it's not clear what's out there or how to install it or whether it'll work. And so we're putting together a package management. So you can say, for example, mortar install uh, recommender system components for example, and it'll pull, pull them in and, and all their dependencies as well, and then those can get contributed back to the, to the greater community. So uh, we're taking from our engineering background, as I mentioned earlier, borrowing pretty heavily from that and in, in informing what we're doing with the, the uh, framework that you can run on your own local machine. So if folks are running their own Hadoop cluster today, can they run the open source mortar framework and kind of get going and using it? The answer to that is no, but not because we want it to be that way. We would love to get a pull request that would make the mortar framework run, for example, on your own Hadoop installation or on Elastic MapReduce directly or what have you. The, as I was saying, the framework itself needs to have a life totally outside of the mortar framework. And, and just because we haven't built those targets doesn't mean that we're not interested in it. And in fact, we've done a very clean separation so that wh whoever wants to get involved and, and make those targets, uh, we will welcome that. So where do you see uh, PIG and more specifically Mortar and the Mortar framework uh, outside of just MapReduce? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, I think that Mortar has is going to go in the direction of pulling in other technologies fully outside of Hadoop itself. But Hadoop is, uh, as, you, as you know, and I don't know if your listeners know, um, is evolving in such a way that it's, it's uh, not just going to execute with MapReduce as yarn to generalize resource management. And so what that means is you don't necessarily need to have languages like PIG, which is a generalized data flow language, run in batch slowly across the entire data set. I expect, and if it doesn't start to happen some more, you know, Mortar is going to put energy into this, to see efforts like Dimitri Ryaboy's where he was running PIG on Spark, which he called Spork. Uh, we expect to see PIG you know, running in a more iterative and real-time fashion. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because that will make Hadoop a more universal technology. Thank you for your time today, Kay. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great talking with you.